and people who listen on their phones. I guess it's still the internet. Still the internet, uh, yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Say Report Junior podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every single week. Uh, <laughs> really? I, really bringing listen, that energy. I, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm bringing it. Do we think about getting the countdown? Every time, like we go, we start the episode is the end of the countdown where you count down and one of us starts, and inevitably I go, "Wait, are we recording yet?" Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> the count. Wait, did you not know what the countdown was? No, I know what the countdown is. I just wait. Like one week, we should put that actual countdown oh, in. Oh yeah, it definitely. Needs to be one of the weeks where I d- I forget what the countdown means. <laughs> or you go three, two, one, and I go, "Is it? Is it going? It's going. Hey, it's going. Hello." <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Uh, we are your co-hosts. I'm Dale Decker. And I'm Zach Sarlick. <laughs> Welcome to the show. And we're going to see what happens when we don't record for two weeks. Yeah. It's episode 48. I actually know this. And I was really trying. I was trying so hard to figure out how to make a first 48 joke. That might I might be doing oh this gosh. just so that we can name the episode the first, first 48, 48, by the way. I mean... Please tell me, please tell me you know what I mean when yes. I reference that. Oh, thank God. I was really worried that I would reference the first 48. And you would be like, I don't. I don't know what that is. I didn't watch court TV 10 years ago. So. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, it's, it's the show where they, they like solve a murder or like, it's like, to, it's like they cops, solve... right? It's yeah, cops, yeah. but they're like, yeah. it's always murder. And they're always like the first 48, 48 hours, hours. Is 14 hours in yeah. an investigation. Oh, the yeah. likelihood is 90% that it will not be solved after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no, that's like, that's like a huge trope in everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I get you. I get you. First 48. I, I like it. I'm down. Okay, cool. <laughs> Episode named. Moving on. Next Woo! order of business. Neither one of us are going to remember. I hope you will. Um, but yeah, so th- I feel like this has been a crazy week. I feel like we have a lot has happened and like also a lot hasn't happened, I feel. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's been, I mean, unsurprisingly. I feel like more yeah, I mean, if it's, it will surprise no one. We had a hot topic last week yes. because specifically could not record. Because I was learning to make drinks for yeah. people. Mixologist Zach. Oh my God! I took I was the in bartending mucus. school for a week, and man, that was an experience. Especially because I tried to apply for a job today, and I had like an existential crisis doing it. Oh gosh. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Bartending school is great. Bartending school is awesome. Rhode Island bartending school highly recommended if you're looking to be. <laughs> a bartender somewhere and you need like classes and then they'll give you like the state certification and stuff. Yeah. That's great. But I went to go apply for a job today at like Fridays, Fridays where I was like, okay, I'm new to this. I'll work for like, a corporate bar because like, I don't care if I screw up for a corporate bar yeah. to be honest, but I forgot what it was like to apply for a corporate job. Yeah. And they like, First off, they asked me if I'd ever been fired, which was like, well, I got to put that down now, mm-hmm. which was like awkward enough. Then they gave me like a 50 question personality test, like Myers Briggs <laughs> level personality this, test. This was online, right? Or yes. was this at this the is place? while yeah. no, this was online. I'm sitting at like I'm mm-hmm. sitting. I went to go get a drink and do this because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm applying for my first job. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have a beer and I'm going to apply for this thing. And then it was like first question. Have you made the right choices in life? Yeah, yeah, no. Not a joke. Literally one of the questions they asked me. Mm-hmm. Next question, true or false, there are 50 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. So they both want someone <laughs> who yeah. understands the concept of time yeah. 
and also like meta like metaphysics they want you to understand like your own reality (laughs) yeah i had to do the oh those pissed me off so much (laughs) when i was like applying and going for jobs and whatnot i had to do one i i tried to apply well i did apply to toys r us had to do one for toys r us i had to do one for like some market i don't even remember if it was the market that i actually got a job at or if it was just some market um had to do one for like freaking the state like trying to apply for the state is also the worst man um you have to like pass a typing test and all of that and i'm like i can't no i i tried the test and i'm not a fast typer and i'm i need a job now (laughs) like let's keep going let's keep doing this so like, Ugh. oh god, I, yeah, those are the worst. Qu- and they're like, what are your? And like, they have also the the standard. What are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? And then right, it's like, that was the other thing. You-? And then they give you scenarios, right? So there was like eighty. Wrong. What it was was there was eighty different configurations of the question. Yeah. If you're not being paid enough, do you feel justified stealing from the company? Yeah! That's what they asked. They asked eighty yes! different versions of if you're not satisfied at work, do you think it's okay to just take some company property home once in a while? You know, uh, it's okay to steal office supplies, yeah! right? Like someone turned a chair around, flipped their hat backwards, were like, let's wrap. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes you take home the post-it notes, and I know what they want you to say is, no, I'm not going to tell the company I take home the post I'm taking home the post-it notes. Let's be clear. <laughs> yes, I'm taking of home the course. post-it notes, but I'm not telling the narc that I took the post-it notes home with me. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and the, all of them are like slightly, like either one word off or like asked in like this like mystical like, way it's like, like double triple what? quadruple quintuple negatives so that yes. they make you confused of which one is yes and which one is no no i don't sometimes not take home the post-it notes if i'm not kind of not okay with mm-hmm. things that aren't happening wait hold on yeah, yeah. <laughs> i need to sit down for a second yeah. and it, it'll they'll at, like did you get asked because i got asked this it's like if you're unhappy will you go to your boss and ask if you can have a raise, will you go to your boss and ask if you can have time off? If you're, do you have a problem with authority? If you see someone stealing, what would you do? It's yes, like, I got yes. those questions where it's like, where it's like, will you and your, well, like, do you think it's okay? Yeah. <laughs> if someone, if someone's not paid enough, do you think they're justified in not putting in the extra effort? Yeah. Like, what? No, they're not. No. Ju- no, don't. No, you're you're gonna pay me three dollars an hour, and I might get tips from people who are done with Target for the night and walk down <laughs> the street to get drunks to get drunk at TGI Fridays. No, I don't think I justified in putting in hundred and ten percent. Come on. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, it's so ridiculous. Like, I always and this my my whole thing of like go going through all of those because I did so many online applications was like. Why can't I just go here? Why can't you just give me paper? Give me paper. I just oh, want yeah. to, like, give you my name, my past jobs, and my phone number. Yeah, that was the thing. Like, like I'm fine with an online on. application. I'm fine with, like, yeah, give me, yes, okay, so I apply online. I'm even fine with, it's dumb, but I've realized that it's a very roundabout way to make sure someone understands computers to be, like, copy and paste your resume in this box and oh, also yeah. upload your resume as a yes. separate file. Yeah. It's like, okay, I see what you're doing. It's shitty that you won't just ask me if I know how a computer works, but I get it. Yeah. But that's where it should end. 
I'm up like I straight up says in my resume, I've never done this before. Yeah. I'm going to sit down for an interview where you can ask me that question. Don't give me a 50 fucking question click questionnaire about how I view my life choices at 29. <laughs> yeah, no, they're so ridiculous. Oh, and they that take was forever. Oh, like, yeah. And they're timed. It's like a timed quiz. Unless, oh, yeah. Unless they it's don't tell Fridays, wasn't it? So it didn't say it was timed, but I'm sure if it took me more than like 30 minutes, oh, something yeah. would have timed out without telling me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It but, happened um, to me. Like, I would walk away from those and come back and I'd be like, are you kidding me? Are my answers still there? No? Cool. <laughs> and it's it's the weirdest thing. I mean, it's it's standardized testing as just like a whole bullshit thing, right? Because like, oh, yeah. I, I took this class all last week. The way that this class was structured was, you know, Monday through Wednesday, we all came in. We would learn a couple of things about like bartending and like certain drinks. We'd practice those drinks. And then for like 10 extra bucks, you could buy the flashcards for this. It was all in the book she gave us, too. But I bought the flashcards because it was easier. But if she basically said, OK, here's the deal. Here's the things we're going to test on your flashcards. Take out this set of cards and start practicing those. And then the next day, she'd be like, now out of the bigger pile, take out the next set of flashcards and add them to the things you're practicing. It was great. That's cool. I cannot believe I can like <laughs> all last week. All I could think was like, man, I really should have just done this in school. Because huh? <laughs> like I memorized shit all week. And I was like, oh, this is what going to school was. I really fucking slacked you, off. And then you became the minkus of alcohol. So uh, it's not, a win-win uh, for everyone. On. I knew there was something else I was going to tell you, and we might have another name for this episode. Because what I, in fact, became was the Drinkus. And I the just drinkus. wanted to put that Whoa. out in the universe. That's amazing. <laughs> I knew there was another pun. I knew there was another one I forgot. So, so yeah. Oh, so, so this, whole, this whole week was three days of memorizing what was an ungodly number of um, drink recipes. And not just like, oh, a vodka tonic is... A vodka and tonic water. I had to remember that it was an ounce oh, of vodka it? specifically and that it was garnished with a lime wedge. Like that was as intricate as it got. Everything was tested on. We got tested on four things. It was. Oh, God, I'm going to forget now after all of this. You got it. <laughs> it was garnish and glass. So it had to go in a specific glass. Mm -hmm. Um, customer, like customer relations. So like, as I'm shaking the damn thing, I'm looking at the customer and smiling and talking like an actual adult and <laughs> like product knowledge and measurements. So not only did I have to remember that it was an ounce of vodka, I would have to remember that I had multiple vodkas that I had to ask which one they wanted. And I had to remember that it was an ounce of that vodka and drink. Okay. So God, so we memorized God knows like a hundred drinks. And then Thursday, what happens is we get split into two groups because there was too many of us to go at once. And what she does is when your group comes up, she says, here's a menu I generated randomly from like a spreadsheet. It's got 10 drinks on it. You've got 30 minutes to make the 10 drinks. And then you're going to tell me what you put in every drink. And then on, on top of that, I also we also had to remember that if we're making a drink and it doesn't specify, because some of them said things like, I got like an extra dry kettle one martini with on the rocks or something. Yeah. So that's literally everything I need to ask. Mm -hmm. I don't got to ask jack shit about that martini. But then the other time I got like gin and tonic, which means I had to remember to ask what gin they wanted. Yeah. So she's like testing us on that as we're making them. Then she's like going through in 10 drinks, tell me everything you put in them and remember the questions you asked me and my answers all in like this band. Oh, that my heart almost exploded while I'm doing this. Because I also finished in 20 minutes. Oh, 
nice. Which means I got to be the one. Yeah, nice. Except that remember <laughs> in school when like you were given an hour to finish a test and you finish in 45 minutes and then you spend 15 minutes going, fuck, why did I finish before yeah. everybody else? Yeah, that was my whole like Yeah, that was my whole 10 minutes. So that happens. But I got through that perfectly. All 10 drinks made right. All the recipes good. Everything. Great. The next day on Friday. <laughs> oh, God. Is the state certification. Which is supposed to be like a five-hour class. You're, like they even say, like they give you a little booklet that's like for 45 minutes you're going to read this and do that. And then for an hour you're going to watch this video and go through this section. And then for another 45 minutes you'll do this. And what she did was say, hey, here's the booklet. I'm not going to be here for six hours and neither are you. We're going to go over this for a couple of hours and then take the test and you can leave. It's like, great. Nice. Thank you. Also, <clears throat> I still don't know if I passed the damn test. Oh, you don't? Because okay. it's states. It's yeah. the state that's grading it. So what happened was we all went through that booklet, and we watched one video, and then we took the test, and then we handed our Scantron over, and then that got mailed into the state, and we got to wait for three weeks for them to mail it back to us. Jeez. Yeah, that's crazy. And, but in this meantime, we get like a certificate that says we took the course. And it expires in like 30 days, but I can start going and looking for work, which is great. But also, if two weeks from now I find out from the state that I failed that test, I don't know what I'd do if I've been working for that two yeah. weeks. This is more stressful than the 10-drink, 20-minute <laughs> test I took. Jeez, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, what are they going to do? That fired like, like i don't done? know like, like it's like i can retake the test for like 40 bucks which is great but i don't know if yeah. that means i get stuck washing dishes while that happens i i don't know i don't know how the job deals with that host. scenario <laughs> i have to host oh i can give man. you some hosting tips so don't worry. Oh, so that was like my last like week and a half was just like I'm preparing for this class. I go to the class i take it it's all great and then for like three <laughs> days all i've been thinking about it's like just don't it was like a 40 question test and i get to get like seven of them wrong so i'm like okay cool maybe i did that fine. Mm. but also i only skimmed that book before i took the test because i kind of got the idea of don't serve drunk people yeah. that's all it is it's a one-day class from the state to tell you not to serve drunk people but of course they had to throw in things like well if you serve them a carbonated beverage is that different than if you serve them a great uh, straight drink on the rocks or what if you what if they gulp the thing versus sipping it for an hour oh, it's like geez. it doesn't matter i'm just not gonna serve drunk people <laughs> come on i get it i can get in trouble if i serve a drunk person i understand the concept <laughs> it's like it, i mean it's worse but it's like i can get in trouble or i could get in trouble if i sold an m-rated game to a five-year-old right or a 14-year-old like no i get it i understand oh, oh god yeah, so at the end crazy. of this week to to to, to reward myself I did two things this weekend. Are these the is this the surprise? One of them is the surprise. The first one will not be, okay. even though I haven't, I haven't told you. I kind of vaguely I told you this, so it's not like, but the, the the second one is the big one. We're ramping up to the surprise. But the first thing was I went and saw us this weekend. Yes, you did. Uh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, I told that. you. Yeah. Yeah. So I went and saw us this weekend. It was great. Uh, I'm still like, I'm try. I'm in that weird phase where like I'm comparing it too much to Get Out to like I'm ready to go see it again. I don't actually have a problem going to see it again, which is probably the best recommendation I can make for a movie. It's like, I, have, I might have to sit down and watch this movie again. And quite frankly, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Lupita, no, Lupita is fucking amazing. 
She's so good in that movie. And the other one is Winston Duke, who was oh. Mbaku in, in Black Panther, is is her husband in Us. And he is a giant fucking nerd. Like, he's so good. It is so weird to see Mbaku running around in, like, glasses and, like, like a like a cheap college sweater the whole time talking like such a nerd (laughs) and even like there's like a couple of scenes where he tries to be badass and you can tell he's just not good at it it's like it's so funny he's so good so yes us was great us was great that was good the other thing i did this weekend was i played my first game of dungeons and dragons ever with a couple of with a group of friends <laughs> yeah. yeah so the best thing was i was coming in like on like the third session of this playthrough because oh, like yeah. everybody else is like level five and i've never seen dungeons and dragons before which is great oh, no, so, so first we spent like an hour trying to get me like marginally up to speed on what the hell was going on or how to play this game and creating a character we did this all in like very quick succession uh i ended up making a lady dwarf awesome named Marjorie Ungart, which is a great, I pulled that right out of the book too. They were like, here's some common last names and some common first names. It's like, I'm sticking those together. And so I ran around calling myself Marty and I didn't realize until after that it basically was like the beginning of Mardi Gras. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great because the way that this started was uh, apparently I was meeting up with all these people like right after they'd all been to a festival. So I was like, perfect. I wake up between a couple of tents completely hungover and unaware of where I am. Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, Dungeons and It was fun for for a game that literally was like, when all is said and done, what we all did was we all woke up really hungover and found each other and left town. That's it. That's all that happened in like this two and three hours that we played this game. Yeah. It's so like I'm so weird with Dungeons and Dragons. Like I feel like I need to just find a good like group to play it with before I actually get into it, but. It's always it interests me. Like I like like people at work are have a have a Dungeons and Dragons like club kind of and like they tell me the stories and I'm like, that sounds crazy. <laughs> sounds like you guys had a good night. <laughs> like, yeah, like I had talked to a friend back when I was still in New Mexico, I talked to a guy about it and he was like, Oh yeah, we were playing the other night and like we were all walking around town and then one of our guys just kinda peed on someone's shoes to see what would happen <laughs> i was like yeah. wait what he's like yeah that's a thing you can do because that's what really like the, the basic concept of D where for where like which is a thing i knew but it was like a hard thing to conceptualize so i finally played which was what really happens in D theoretically is you just go i want to do this thing what do i roll to do it that's all it is yeah like i want to do a thing now do it, can I roll to do that? And then someone goes, yes, or mm, not really right now, but we can do that later. Like, yeah. like I woke up, like my character wakes up in the you know like middle of a fucking midway with like ca- like tents and carts rolling around me as they're like ra- wrapping up this festival where I just kind of got hung over and passed out in a corner somewhere. And so like I didn't know anything about what's going on. And so I just wake up and they're like, okay, so what are you doing? I was like, well, I guess I just start. Here's the thing. I have no money. <laughs> compared to anybody else in this game. Yeah. So I guess I just start rocking up to people because they're packing shit up. I was like, what if I just start walking up to people and asking if they need, like, a bodyguard? Can I do that? And they're like, yes, you do that. We'll get back to you. <laughs> and we just went on to other stuff. Yeah. 
And so as they go around, we get to another character. My friend Kevin is playing, uh, first off, he's playing Leonard McCoy from Star Trek. <laughs> Literally the name of the character, Leonard McCoy. And he's like, here's what I'm doing. I'm standing on my cart in like snake oil man sale uh, style. I'm yeah. I'm selling hangover cures. And I was, that's what I piped in. And I was like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> what if... I needed to come get a hangover cure from you. What happens next? They're like, perfect. Here's what's going to happen. You stumble through the crowd. You come up to this guy and you basically sell yourself as like a, as a bodyguard for him for a bad hangover cure. Now roll to see how well it works. And I rolled real low and they were like, well, you feel better. So you're just not throwing up anymore, (laughs) but you still feel like garbage. It's like perfect. I could do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Like it's, it's so crazy. Like, it's such a cool concept to me that you can just pretty much do whatever the hell you want. But when I played, and I don't, if if ever these guys ever somehow listen to this episode, like, I don't want to sound disrespectful or anything like that. But when I played with this certain group of people, none of us really knew what was going on. Like, someone, like, I think some <laughs> of them, I think two of them or one of them had played Dungeon, like, D&D before. And but it just didn't feel like anybody knew what was going on. So like you had like those moments where I was like, I'm gonna do this and they were like, No, you can't And I was like, But but I'm pretty sure I could. Just let me roll my die. Right. The, like, the short answer let's is see you, what can happens. Tr- you can try anything. Yeah. Let's be clear. You can try basically anything there's a role for almost anything you might want to do yeah. the question is whether or not you're successful with that depending on the number you roll exactly but like, so, it, it just felt like i couldn't do anything that like hmm. i was asking if i could do and they were like no you can't do that no you can't do that and i'm like but okay it's okay i'm gonna stop then and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna sit behind i'm just gonna sit back and just roll stuff without you telling me to roll fine and then i was like i also didn't I guess I didn't understand or like get used to the fact that you literally can just jump in like like you did like you right like like, like, like I jumped hey, in at level like we wrote a level five character no, for me but in I, like an hour in like an hour yeah. like that's the thing yes yeah. you can just jump but, in and and you can often write in the idea like depending on where you are in the story I got lucky that they just happened to be at a town so mm-hmm. I was like oh in a town that means literally a stranger could wander up to you people perfect oh, I yeah. can work with that no so so, so, so I mean like like jump in as in like other people's turns kind of thing oh 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 uh like, yes and no like yes we weren't in the middle no. of a fight we, we're in the middle of like if you're in the middle of a fight that's the only time there's like a set order everything else you can kind yeah. of pipe up and be like I want to try this now which I didn't like feel like I didn't get or anything like that so I would just sit back and I'm like yeah I'm just gonna wait for fighting because that's the most fun of this I just like rolling dice and yeah. seeing if I attack. Like, I guess the role-playing aspect of it didn't mesh with me, but again, it could have been how I was feeling towards the game itself in that moment. Um, they also like were like, you need to use voices. I'm like, okay. <laughs> You can get to the voices eventually. You can get to the voice. voice. Sometimes you sometimes <laughs> you don't find the voice for a while. Yeah, That's no. fine. Um, like like it was funny because what I had was a character in my head. Like I have no idea how well it came out for other people. But um, have you watched Russian Doll on Netflix at no, all? No, not yet. You should yeah, first of all. I we know. might talk about that next week. But Natasha Leone. You know Natasha Leone from Russian Doll. Do you know who that actress is? 
Have you watched Orange is the New Black or American Pie or um, But I'm a Cheerleader? Um, Any of those? Um, no. Damn it. <laughs> you should watch maybe not American Pie. That probably doesn't hold up. But you should watch all the others. Okay, um, so is, Orange is the New Black. Is she's, she the like main girl in Orange is the New Black? No, blonde? she is like the sec, like maybe the second, like, I don't want to say sidekick. That's only a bad one. But she's got like a raspy voice. And she's like big frizzy hair. Oh. And then like that. So I think I know familiar? who you're talking about. Yes. Like have you yeah. but have you seen even like let me put it this way, have you seen like a preview for Russian doll, like even just like scrolling through Netflix? I've seen like the pictures that happen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the yeah. main actress, the main actress for Russian doll. So big frizzy hair. So big big like kind of heavy coat and like all of this other stuff so as far as i was concerned i was like a four foot version of natasha leone from russian doll just like raspy voice chain smoking Mm. just walking into every conversation we had said like i were i'm a bodyguard for this doctor and he walked into he was like i'm gonna go and like refill some supplies in town i was like perfect you know what i'm doing i've got my warhammer out and i'm literally circling you and just threatening every single person that comes near you because (laughs) i take my job very seriously and so like and then like he came and like he's like I go into the shop it's like I stand out on the porch and then like the other ca- the other like player characters came by and so they were like hey I know how to get the other player characters attention which is that I leaned over the railing on the porch and started shouting something at them and then <laughs> fell into the road <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> So like but we had done this like the way we the most of that started was we were going around in a circle like, okay, so what is this character doing now? Okay, what are you doing? Mm. What are you doing? Let's get this all set up. And then we just kind of jumped in when we felt like it. And that all comes down to, like, whoever's playing dungeon, whoever's playing, whoever is the dungeon master yeah. or whoever, like, yeah. the other players and all that. Right. So um, that's part of that is, like, feeling out your group and figuring out what's okay and, like, I don't know. I walked into this where it's like, I've never done this before, and these people have known me for years, so really, I feel like if I'm doing something shitty, they'll call me on oh, it. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah, do yeah. whatever I want until they yell at me, yeah. and it just worked out. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, like, there's other game systems, right? So Dungeons & Dragons is just one, and that's cool. It works out the way it needs to for, for certain people, but what I've actually what I really want to try is there's a game system called Fate. And the fate system is based off of just only, everybody only has two six-sided regular die. That's uh-huh. it. That's all you have to play. I think and I know you can have all about. of these different versions of this uh, where people are writing the stories. But every role comes down to essentially um, you might have like two or three modifiers for the whole game. So you don't have like a huge character sheet either. Yeah. And everything is based on do you get a 1 to 6, a 7 to 10, or no, sorry, a... Yeah, one to six, a six to like nine, and then a ten or twelve, like mm-hmm. that that range of like four to three or whatever. And if you roll too low, whatever it is you're trying to do completely fails. Yeah. And if you roll really high, it works perfectly. But if you roll right in the middle, it works for you. But also something dumb happens. <laughs> and so all it is is like you you just talk about here's here's where you're at. Everybody's. <clears throat> Standing in a bar and one of you gets into a fight. What do you want to do? Well, I want to punch this guy. Well, you rolled an eight. So here's what's going to happen. You punch the guy, but also you fall over flat on your face and someone like steps on your back. It's like, well, fuck. Okay, now I have to deal with this situation. (laughs) Or I rolled a one. Well, you swing at the guy and you completely miss and somehow punch yourself in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Like... 
I think I've heard of that. Again, like my like my coworkers, they you know, one of my coworkers is very into all this and I think he might have mentioned that, the fate one. Yeah. Um but he's also like mentioned ones that I I'd, I'd be so into is like there's like a like a a space one that I, I don't remember their the like the certain names of them. But like there was a space one, there was some bear one. That you were like bears in hats, and you were trying oh. to steal. Uh, you were trying I know to exactly steal which honey. one you're talking about. Yes, I'm like, those sound like I would do. Yeah, yeah. Like those sound fun. Dungeons and Dragons again always sounds fun to me. I just I think I need to play it again with like people who I know. Like again, like you said, you've known these people. You could do whatever the hell you want. The people right. I played with. That's again like I don't. I'm not like no disrespect or anything like that. It's just I didn't know these people that well. So I was like, I don't know what I can do here. <laughs> yeah. And really and really a lot of that even comes down to like again, like the fate system is just literally a system of you have three modifiers yeah. and you roll these die. So when you roll the die, depending on the move you chose, you can add like one or two to them mm. and that's it. Like the most you can add ever add to a roll is two depending on how good you roll and stuff like that. And so that can be applied to, there's a version of that called Monster of the Week, which is like an episode of Supernatural or Buffy, oh, awesome. where it's like you're playing a set of characters and you have a bunch of different you know, types of characters where you've got the chosen hero who has like extra armor and extra what they like what they may call weird where it's like you want to do something that's like supernatural so you add this weird modifier to it so it's like oh i rolled a six plus one seven okay you don't completely fail what you're doing but it's a little bit of a mix and that kind of thing and everything is then structured from there versus and so you can create any number of games based on that it's like choose three things that every character is going to have well okay it's space so they're good with shooting ray guns mm. or they're good they're good in a fist fight or they're good with talking their way out of a situation cool okay so everything else is just the story you want to tell but every time you have to roll you have to add one of those three things to your role and that's it based on what you're doing so it almost has nothing to do with the actual way the game is played and like dungeons and dragons when you base when you really boil that down it's you have a d20 to you know do your kind of basic stuff and then sometimes you have a weapon that does like 1d8 damage so you've got a d8 to throw so that you figure out your damage roll but everything else is entirely story based and it's just a matter of walking into a situation and be like this is the thing i want to do and then you kind of go from there so yeah, no, and I mean, my favorite part was the character creation. Like that was. Oh yeah. Like I did that, and I was like, "This is fun. Like this is what's fun to me." Because there's a lot of situations where to figure out certain things about your character, you have to roll a die. I just really like rolling dice. It's just something <laughs> that I enjoy. <laughs> I don't know why. And, and, and like, um, and in certain but, situations like that, that works where it's like a die isn't just thrown for combat like that's the big one but there are situations like Dungeons and Dragons is also built out so when you walk into like a bar and start talking to people like I need information from you Mm -hmm. roll a die because that's going to determine how much information I give you or I ran into a guy and he's dressed really fancy roll a history check to figure out if you recognize the guy and it's like well you got a middling one so it's like well you've heard his name before but you don't really remember why he's famous and then it turns out the guy is the fucking mayor or something (laughs) (laughs) like like, that's cool like that's crazy and 
like I just yeah I don't know I just I need to play it again I think is what boils find, down to it. Want to find some version uh, of it to play? Yeah. So yeah, so that was like that was the big thing I did this week was I played oh Dungeons and Dragons God. for the first time after a very long exhausting week That's learning amazing. drink recipes. <laughs> <sighs> I hope you brought some of those drink recipes to the game. Oh my god, I can make a Grateful Dead, and I don't. I need like eight different bottles to do it, but I can do it. <laughs> I, want uh, like a, I don't know what that is, but I want one. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you right now. Let's see if I remember. Okay, so Grateful Dead is made in a tall glass full of ice. It's oh. got half an ounce of vodka, half an ounce of gin, half an ounce of rum, half an ounce of tequila, and half an ounce of blue curacao. Oh so it's god. blue at the end of all of this. Then you take some sour mix. You fill up the rest of the glass until about an inch under the rim. You shake that, pour it back into the glass, top it with club soda, and put a lemon wheel on top. And oh my god! <laughs> one, hella impressive. Two, I want one of those right now. <laughs> I also definitely just made that wrong. Sorry, what I actually just made you was something else. I just made you an electric iced tea. That's not even a Grateful Dead. Damn it! But I want Anyway, <laughs> I mean, Grateful Dead is almost the same thing. It's just got cranberry mixed in there somewhere. I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, that's. I feel like that's how drinks are. It's like one oh my thing, God. That one was the... thing is different and thus has a different name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's the sea breeze, which has cranberry and grapefruit. Then there's yeah. the Hawaiian sea breeze, which is cranberry and pineapple. Oh, and then there's God. the Madras, which is just cranberry, but then you splash some orange juice in at the end. It's like these are all the same drink. <laughs> These are all just fruity versions of things covering up the bad taste of vodka. That's all you're doing. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, so have you been? <laughs> I've been good. I didn't learn how to make drinks or anything. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I've been chilling. There's a I've been chilling. Like, I'm, oh, God. Um, I started there. Holy crap. Now that I'm thinking about what I've done these past two weeks, there's a lot. Um, I started watching this movie called I Saw the Devil, which is a Korean film. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a Korean film. My my boss was like highly recommending it and, and all that. And I, I tried to watch it and I didn't have enough time because it's two and a half hours long. Jeez. Um, okay. So like I miss. <laughs> I say that. I say that like it, like Avengers Endgame isn't gonna be oh, a, yeah, gonna a be thousand a, hour movie. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> I mean, two and a half hour movie. Like if I have the time, yes, I'm down for that. Like I'm cool. I just didn't realize like, and I didn't time out my weekend well at all to to fit it in. Um, but I started watching it and probably got uh half an hour into it. I want to say like maybe like twenty. 20 minutes to 30 minutes in um and like that so far what i have seen of the movie is gorgeous like it is beautifully shot and like just handled really really well the the movie is basically a revenge story um uh, for anyone who does not know and who wants to look it up if anything like that but it's uh it's basically a revenge story and I watched the trailer for it, and basically everything in the trailer is within that first 20 minutes, which was crazy. And I'm like, oh, okay. I have no idea what's going to happen next now. They're much better at marketing films in Korea yeah. than we are. I'll tell you that like, much. There were, there were, there were, <laughs> obviously, like, there are some scenes in the trailer that don't happen because they're, like, heavier and, like, 
fat, like way more fast paced. But like the opening of the trailer is literally the opening of the movie, and it's basically this guy's wife gets killed by this by this dude, and um, the husband like starts going on a killing spree, uh, like to avenge his wife and and their unborn child. Which like that might be a spoiler, but hey, whatever. You're probably not gonna. Watch. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the most that like that feels like that type of thing. That's like I I can't imagine the spoiler being like, oh, this one important person was yeah. killed to him, so yeah. he went on a killing spree. But surprise, he actually had two, two. important people exactly. stolen from him. Like, so, okay. But the the whole like so yeah, and it's it's marketed as like a horror drama kind of thing, um, in you know like a slasher film kind of situation. But it was so beautifully like. There, first of all, the what is shown on screen is incredible and like scary. Like it's it's scary because it's actually showing you someone getting beat to death, like showing her 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 bloody body getting dragged, and then like shows he starts chopping her up. Like this is all within the first ten minutes. He starts chopping up her body, and like. I've never seen something like so real on film before. <laughs> like I was like, this is this could be a real person. I could be watching a real thing happening right now. And okay. I forget sometimes you haven't watched a lot of the yeah. same like gory torture porn stuff that I've watched. No, I haven't. So like I imagine that like certain movies that you have you've uh, uh, talked about have these scenes but i also feel like you know even in even in like monster movies or something like that where they have these bloody gory scenes of or like you know an hbo show or anything like that where they have these scenes of people getting killed it it is cut in a way that is is also beautiful because it hides everything but it's so quick cut like the the scenes in I saw the devil are so drawn out there's no cutting there's like they're just long shots and they feel long it is just like okay yeah this is scary but I'm so into it <laughs> like Have you seen is audition a Korean film as well I can't I remember seen that, no. but that's another one that's like got those long drawn out terrifyingly like way too real shots of violence yeah. yeah i mean like it's just yeah it was crazy and maybe yeah maybe i should start getting into horror movies if this is how horror like american horror movies are filmed which uh i have a no, feeling I mean, they aren't <laughs> it's so it's just because the closest thing we probably have is like the saw movies right yeah. and like the first one probably gives it the amount of like horrific reverence that it deserves like there's a difference between filming a shot in in like glorifying the violence versus filming the shot and being like look how horrific this is yeah. and like maybe the first saw movie does that maybe <laughs> and definitely the rest of them are like look how violent and let's let, let's all laugh at and and enjoy how violent we can make this scene versus this thing is horrific because you're supposed to feel uncomfortable watching it yeah I mean, there was just, like, and, like, the the um, set pieces in the prop, like, the body props of the of the woman are, 
again, they look so good that I I was like, yeah, they just killed someone in Korea for this movie. Like, it, you know, I mean, they didn't. They did not do that. I'm just <laughs> saying the attention to detail. Like, there's a there's a scene where, um, again, this is all within the first 20 minutes of the movie, so it's not it's not that it's not huge spoilers or anything. But they're like looking for the body parts and whatnot. And there's a beautiful shot of a guy walking through this water, um, like this canal, and it, he sees like hair, and he calls over, you know, the like the chief forensics guy, and the he like pokes the he- it's a head you can tell it's a head he mm. pokes it and it just like slowly turns to reveal her face, and it is beautiful. The hair, the way the hair flows like over her face to like reveal it's her, like it's like you want to. It looks so good, and it looks like they did it in like one take. It doesn't look like there was CGI or anything like that. It just looks so real, and like I think that's what we forget about foreign films is that sometimes they do the shit better than us. Yeah, and it's interesting because. Like, and like, I, don't, I don't know what year this came out. I did not. I forgot to check before I talked about it. But I was literally just looking at it because I had a question about it. But I can tell you right now, it's 2010. I mean, it's yeah. a 10 year old movie. So it's a 10 year old yeah. movie. But like, we had CGI in 2010. Like, <clears throat> and I'm sure that, it, like, they, like the. Korea had did too, like. Well, yeah, because Korea also like right around this time or a couple of years later is when the host comes out. Mm. And that's huge CGI monster in that. Have you ever seen the host? No. Oh my god, it's so good. You've got to watch the host. It's um yes, it uh did you see Snowpiercer? Yes. Yeah, same guy that made Snowpiercer made the host. I'm saying this so confidently right now. Let me check that. (laughs) But uh yeah, so the host is like a big like big kaiju horror movie, right? It's great. It's it's fantastic, but it's also, you know, big giant CGI monster. Mm. Um Oh, that's nope. I lied. It's not the guy that made. Oh, oh, it's the guy that wrote Snowpiercer. Oh, I don't okay. think he directed it, but it's the same right. writer of Snowpiercer anyway. And uh, Okia, that was on Netflix a few years later. Okay. That the like weird hippo elephant Korean movie. Okay. Uh, that was on Netflix a few years later. So, um, but yeah, that, like it, it's interesting where, like the foreign market outside of Hollywood, is that it's hard to like for some reason maybe it's just because as Americans they try to tell us this constantly and they're always lying that other countries don't put in the same amount of effort or money to make their movies but i also think that but i also think that what it comes down to is that in hollywood they have specifically been like we put all of our money into cgi versus practical effects Mm. and other countries just went fuck that we're just putting all of our money into practical effects as best as possible Exactly. And it's it's crazy because, yeah, America is like, we're just going to do it. We need to be churning these out as fast as we can. Where, And that's always been the Hollywood, like, American, That's been the studio system for that ages. That's been the studio yes. system for ages. I mean, and it has slowed down. But you look at, I'm just, because I was looking at it, like, a couple months ago, so it's fresh in my mind. Like, John Wayne. Like, John Wayne was in maybe, like, 15 movies a year. Or, like, maybe 20 movies a year. Like, it was an insane amount of movies because, yes, they were shorter, they were, and they were quicker to make. So they could just churn them out. And that idea, that 
thought process hasn't gone away, but the way it happens has gone away. So it's like we need to cut budget. We need to we need to just make this thing. We can't we can't sit in a studio or sit in a factory and build these things. We're just going to use a computer because guess what? Someone can be sitting at the computer while we're filming these scenes and it could just go all in afterwards. No, it's just Right. They, I mean, the other part of that is like we need to, you know, in a cheap horror movie, we need to blow up this person's head. Yeah. If we only have one, one, one physical head. model of that, we can only blow that head up once yeah. as opposed to we can take as many shots as we want on digital. So we're not even wasting film anymore to just do to get the shot we want with our cheap character actor to sit here and do this and then fill it in later. And we don't actually care that it doesn't look that great because, quite <laughs> frankly, we got this, you know, we got the shot we wanted to make it work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and it's it's also like this idea of to, to bring in like the censorship and all of that that happened and how, yes, it has become a little bit more lax. Like people are allowed. There was there was this big one, this big um, rule in the in their censor code that like stuck with me. And it's like people aren't allowed to get away with shit, like like a villain isn't allowed to get away with stuff on screen or anything like that. People like no matter what, people cannot get away with things. That yes is slightly still true in the world that we live today, but like there are still villains who get what they want. Right, that left become much more of the um like. It's no longer part of the code, but it is part of how people learn to make movies. And so it's almost like we don't give it's unwritten rules. It becomes unwritten rules of like, oh, if you're only ever taught that the villain never gets away with it, then the villain never gets away with it when you write your movie. And then someone comes in and goes, but what if what if I can subvert that idea? (laughs) Because there's technically not a rule saying I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy, but like, um, like John Wick, that that movie that that would never get be able to get made because it's a dude killing other dudes and he's the good guy. Like they would, they would never allow that to happen. And like now, yes, it can happen. So yes, the censorship has changed and is 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 less le- like is less strict. But there is still so much censorship in like American filmmaking. I feel that it feels like the Korean film that I started watching was like, nope, (laughs) we're just gonna, there's like one scene where a guy is watching porn and it's like, this is gonna get censored because that's what happens in the world sometimes. Well, that's almost in that. But everything else in this movie is not gonna get censored. Right. And then like someone else will come in and figure out how to capitalize on that with yeah. like Quentin Tarantino yeah. who like comes in and is like, oh, I make Oscar winning films based entirely on the fact that I'm just not following the same standards as other people. Mm. Like that's almost his entire thing. Like that's why I mean, and that's it, how that's where Pulp Fiction. Not, right. And that's how Pulp Fiction, not just the movie Pulp Fiction, but the concept of Pulp Fiction actually came from was like people who were like, oh, there's these unwritten rules or even written rules that we're supposed to follow to get a thing published. But what if we just published around those rules anyway and said, fuck it. And all of a sudden you had people you had antiheroes coming up and yep. you became like the gangsters became the good guys, mm-hmm. like you said. And like yeah. all of a sudden, all of a sudden you could have people like getting away with like 
murder. Uh, or you could have literally Dirty Harry. You could have you could like, literally have Dirty Harry who gets five movies except for the fact that after the first movie, the man should have probably been put in a fucking prison for the rest of his life <laughs> because he was a cop that was just like, fuck it, I'm just going to shoot the bad guys till they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. It's And it's cool, but it's, like you said, this is how people have learned to make movies, so of course, like, that censorship is still, like, in our mind, but we don't, we're not meaning to censor things. It's just that's what we've learned. Well, that's it's like, crazy. um, I, I would have to it's... listen to it again. One of my favorite podcasts out there, again, welcome back to Zach's Podcast Corner <laughs> in episode 48, is um, Stuff You Should Know. Um, mm. do, you remember, do you remember how stuff works on Discovery Channel? Like um, the show that would be like, here's how things get manufactured oh, with yeah. like boring shots I of, of conveyor belts. Yeah. I so, loved so, that show. This, so, how stuff works became like its own like website for a while. I don't even know how the fuck this all works anymore. Yeah. But like they, they were a part of Discovery. But essentially, they they're one of like the earliest kind of versions of a podcast network, which is weird. So huh. you've got stuff you should know, which is uh, Chuck and Josh, two guys who just kind of like, hey, we want to. It's like the anti say report specifically our senior thing where they're like we're the podcast about nothing because we're seinfeld um (laughs) the stuff you should know is the podcast about everything their like stated purpose is what if just two guys sat down and picked a topic and tried to learn about it for this episode and they just did that for literally everything it's great it's it's wonderful i've learned so many wonderful things listening to that podcast but one of the ones they did was on the rating system Oh, okay. And the fact that like in the fact that like the MPAA rating system doesn't actually have very many hard and fast rules anymore. They just specifically it's all quote unquote anonymous Mm -hmm. and they very specifically kind of cherry pick kind of more conservative people to be on that that voting board, (laughs) that anonymous voting board. So like even like the you get one you you get to say fuck once for a PG-13 thing. It feels like a rule, but that's not actually written down anywhere. That's just kind of a thing they all agreed on one day. (laughs) And, like, there's all these weird things, like, what gets an R rating versus a PG-13. So, like, a PG-13 movie can get away with a little bit more sex as long as it's straight sex. But the second it's gay sex, it's an R rating. Or, like, you get away with way more violence in a PG-13 than you do in an R rating. And, like, it doesn't – but, like – the more you try to do any, yeah, it's all crazy stuff. Yeah. But like, but again, specifically because there are not these rules anymore. Yeah. <laughs> these rules don't specifically are not written down somewhere. They don't get a handbook that says you're part of the MPA now. What actually happens is that like a group of people get told you're all going to watch these movies beforehand and then you're going to give us our recommendation and then we kind of average it out. And that's how we get it. That's how we get a rating on oh, things. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also why some things like sometimes it's like a PG movie and they say shit and you go, wait, how did the PG movie get away with saying shit? It's like (laughs) because these 20 people sat in a room and decided they didn't care. (laughs) They said shit. It made sense for the scene. (laughs) Or or, or even like or even like they weren't paying that much attention because they were watching it at home or something. (laughs) Well, it's like there's actually funny enough um, because this was just like in my head. Smallfoot, there's a scene where someone makes a says crap. And it's like, yeah, it's not shit, but it's still crap. Like, I mean, that's Shrek. still not for a kid to hear. Shrek, I've yeah. got to save my ass. Exactly. <laughs> like... oh, gosh, yeah. But like, like those yeah. are j- specifically adult jokes. So right. they're like, yeah, adults will be okay with this. Let's move on. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, man. 
Oh, man. <sighs> yeah, I mean, other than starting watching a movie, there was this little... There was... <laughs> I forgot we were still on the first thing. Yeah. All right. There, there was... Other than starting a movie. <laughs> Most adult, it's the most adult <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Well, I started a movie, but you know, halfway through, I had to go to bed. I haven't gotten back to it yet, you know. So. Oh man! I mean, yeah, it was it was cool. I have I have two more stories, and I don't know if I want to. I'll save one of them for later. This is gonna be a little bit of a longer episode, everybody. Oh yes, because I still got like two other things I gotta yeah, get to. Seriously. That's bad. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna save like video game stuff for after. But last night I went to a new bar. Okay. Ooh. New bar, which is always exciting. It was called. Um, it really sounds like there's a butt coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. It was just like a funny experience. Oh, okay, cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said I got like excited, and then I went, "Wait a minute, what if this story turns?" <laughs> no. So I went to this place called Boneyard, and this 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 place used to be a golfing range slash mini golf course place. And it did not work out, apparently. <laughs> so you you pull in there. It still has the golfing sign. That's all I wanted to know. I was about <laughs> to be like, I was about to be like, I need to know. I need to know. I need to know if there were still just like the bones of a mini golf course oh, around yes. this bar. Yes. Yes. Um, Beautiful. And you walk Terrifying. in. You walk in, and it's kind of like a like a mini country club feel like it's oh. like this huge like tall ceilings like a huge bar and when i say huge i mean like bigger than you'd expect um, oh yeah oh no i have i can i i already have like i have a new mexico <laughs> bar i could tell you about after this that sounds almost exactly like that yeah that, that feeling yes so like so we walk in and like it is cool it is a cool like place to be and like you pull in and you see this little mini golfing course and i'm like oh my god like i just want to go on it <laughs> you I get the moment you get that it. one thing that's like you know what i want to do and i get really drunk and play mini golf yes. that's what I like, and, I, and i almost wonder if like they allow people to play mini golf or if it's just like for decoration uh, um, I can I, picture like a bunch of people taking just like a driver in mini golf balls and like i'm just gonna slam these into the clown as i sip on my gin and tonic oh my god it's so good but so i went there and um like me and we like met up with a friend who we haven't seen in a while so uh joe it was joe and i and we we met up with our friend and his name is james and the we he he showed up a little after us so <laughs> with this whole time joe and i are sitting at the bar and we're talking and all that and we keep mentioning james james you know we keep saying his name and the the bartender is talking to us, and she's she's very personable. She's very nice and all that. She's making jokes, blah blah blah, getting us drinks and all that. And James walks in, and really go, really earning the passing test oh, on that. Yeah, yeah. bartending school again. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll never look at like a personal bartender ever again. I'm oh, like, you were man. just told to do that. Like, oh yeah, you're not it's like when I, it's like when I go to get my breakfast at the diner near my house, and every morning they go, "Hey, sweetie, do you want coffee?" And in my brain, I go. Yes, but also I know why you're calling me sweetie, but can't do it actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. Oh God. But so so James walks in, and the bartender goes, "Hey, Dave," and, and we didn't know what to do with that. You turn around and you go, "Norm," is what you do. Yeah, I know. But so. <laughs> 
she then she called him Dave for the rest of the night. Oh God. And we never corrected her. <laughs> and every like she kept harping on it and like she she asked mine uh mine and Joe's name, so we tell her. And she's like, Yeah, Dave, Dale, and Joe. Okay, D D J and I'm like, Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> like that's not his name. But like yeah, we don't want to be rude and like cuz we've been having conversations with this woman for a good while. <laughs> and so it's like whatever. M- maybe it'll come up. Maybe something will come up. Oh. We are there for 3 hours. <laughs> and we're drinking, we're having fun. She's loving us and all that. We get to the point and and also the worst part about it, all of this could have been like nipped in the butt if Oh yeah. If she, so she carded both Joe and I, did not card James, because she was like, I know you guys are all the same age, it's Cause fine. Because he, like, he looked under 30, yeah, no. or over 30 or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so she was like, yeah, I trust you, you guys are fine. And I'm like, if you had looked at his license, you would have seen that his name is James and not Dave. Let's be fair. This also could have been avoided if one of you was willing to say, oh, no, it's just James. (laughs) Sorry, you must have misheard us. Well, yeah, you're not wrong. But, like, we were having fun with it, too. So, like, we kept, we would call him Dave for the night. It was, like, a good time. The, The best part is, like, like I said, we haven't seen our friend James because, uh, you know, he's been working and all that. We haven't seen him in a, in a while. And, like, it felt it, – it's one of those friendships where after you haven't seen the person for a couple, like, months, years, whatever, like, the fact that we could just slip right back into high school or, like, slip right back into, like, college times and all that. Oh, yeah. This, this D&D group <laughs> I just played with is all people I went to high school with, with, yeah. like, the exception of one of them. Yeah. I went to high school with all of the others. Like, I totally get that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like – as soon as he sits down, we're like right back, right back into the friendship. And so we are, we're making those jokes. We're having that, like, you know, that fun calling him Dave and all of that. And, you know, we're, we're drinking and it gets to the end of the night where we have to pay. And she looks at his card and she's oh, like, God. wait, oh, no. wait, oh, no. wait, where's Dave? Wait, oh, Dave, dear God. Where are you? <laughs> and she was like, James. And he goes, yeah, James is a nickname. Uh, Dave is my actual name. And she goes, no, it's not. James is your name, and Dave is the nickname. So, like, still not right. Dave has top... nothing to do with oh, it. Such a top ten anime betrayal. You just, like, no. What she was doing was giving you the out. She understood exactly what happened and went, no, no, oh, yeah. no. I'm going to correct this and <laughs> run away. <laughs> it was so funny. But she was like, yeah, whatever. Like, she... She handled it pretty well. I, like, felt a little bad that none of us... It was, like, to the point where it had gone on too long for any of us to fix it. Oh, man. Until the check came. And, yeah, it was... I mean, we're probably gonna go back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, uh, I definitely... We're probably gonna go back. <laughs> I, I definitely am planning on going back because, like, Ugh. not bad. Like, not bad pricing and all of that. We had, I mean, like, it was, it was a $77 uh, bill, right? There were, in total on that bill, two meals, 
eight beers. Fuck. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, there was between three of you. It was okay, between three that's of fine. us. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like on on the the single bill on like the first bill or whatever, it was two meals, eight beers, three shots of whiskey, and three car bombs, Irish car bombs, and it was seventy seven dollars. <laughs> I, how have I not gone out drinking with you? Yeah. That What is that <laughs> list of drinks you just gave me? Okay, that's not usually how I drink. I, <laughs> I mean, it is, it is something that I will partake in, but it's like, it was because, like, I, I haven't seen my friend James in so long. We're going to have a good night, you know? So it was, yeah, so... I mean, we should go out drinking, but that's oh another Oh, my story. God, just that, that like... <laughs> list of things you drank was like whoa hold yeah. on so like it was it was crazy it was yeah but like 77 dollars for all that alcohol <laughs> two meals so it was like 30 bucks a person that's not bad for a night out to a bar that was not at all, at all. it's really not at all especially yeah. around here seriously yeah. so i will definitely be going back uh and i highly recommend it but yeah, I just, I can't believe we kept the facade of his name being Dave and like never saw it backfiring on us. Oh my God. And then the check came. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like, again, that's almost another episode of, of this like Dale sitcom. <laughs> it's just the whole day, the whole day, the whole episode with a fake name. And then it's like never, this will never backfire on us. And then a check gets dropped in front of you and you go, Fuck my credit card. <laughs> uh, yeah. He was like, it's a family name. Dave is a family name. Yeah. Like, oh I was like, God. I love that his immediate reaction was, James is a nickname. James, the name on yeah. my credit card is yeah. the nickname. Because <laughs> I often, oh. I often have my credit card as my nickname on it. Oh, it was so much fun though. It, it was a good oh, night. Oh God. <laughs> Just like her face looking at oh, I feel so bad now that I'm thinking about it. Her face looking at the card was just like so confused. I don't know. Oh <laughs> man. Here's the thing. Next time someone is saying your name wrong, everybody, just fix it. Just yeah. fix it. Don't feel bad. Don't think it's gonna be a fun. I mean, it was fun. We Here's had a thing. good time. But you don't know how it's gonna backfire on you. At the same time, the number of times I have had the conversation where someone calls me Jack and I say, "No, no, Zach," and they go, "Right, Jack." And they're like, "No, Zach," and they go, "Okay, we'll get back to you, Jack." And then they keep calling me that. Oh yeah, I've the my name gets mixed up all the time. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you're wrong. You spell it wrong, too. Oh, man. Yeah, and then, I mean, the only other thing, there was this little game that came out a couple weeks ago, uh, like three weeks ago. I don't even know. It was like, uh, I don't even remember the name. Uh, oh, Apex Legends. Three. Oh, hold on. I don't think it was three <laughs> weeks ago. I think it was like almost two months now. No. Yes, I think it, it came out at the end of January. Months. I think no, it came it out at the end of January. Hold yes. On. It came out in the end of January and I only found out about it like three weeks ago. I mean, yeah, that's entirely possible, <laughs> but I'm pretty certain it dropped because it dropped. Oh, no. First week of February because it dropped right after the Super Bowl. Did it? 
oh that was God. the thing. They had a commercial during the Super Bowl, and then literally it was you can download it now and play. Oh that was God. what that was like EA's big move during the Super well, Bowl. My, yes, my coworker told me about it, and it looked cool, so I downloaded it. And like I think I think you could say that I've I've formed a um a bond with this game. Oh, really? Really? Because, I mean, I only have, like, a large number of text messages telling me about the backgrounds of these characters, which are not even available in the game itself, about how deep and rich these characters are. It's on their website! I know it is. I I just love the fact that there isn't just, like, a bio page for the legends in the game. It's just... Yeah, I think I think you. It's a healthy ob- obsession that I have. Maybe I don't know. I cried while reading some of the bios. <laughs> I'm I'm in too deep with this game. It feels like how uh, when I first started playing Overwatch felt like I was so like obsessed with playing Overwatch and like in like wanting to know more about the characters, wanting to know more about the story and all that, but. Overwatch just started becoming this thing where it's like, yeah, new characters. Oh, yeah, we're changing how the characters operate and we're nerfing them and buffing them and and all of this. And it's like, can't I just play the game that you released? Like, To be fair, that might still happen with Apex down the line. It is only a month and a half out that that game has come out. I understand. And I am hoping that it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I hope that it's not a bad change. Right. And the thing Uh is that like Apex blew up to the point so quickly that I feel like at the very least, these core characters, if they were going to make that decision, they would have by now. I I can't say much about like the three extras, especially the one that just came out and stuff like that. Like there might be situations where they like didn't play test those well enough or something. But like those those core, what, seven legends that originally came out with it six legends that came out with it they're probably going to stay the way they are unless it gets to the point like the other thing is overwatch has been out for three years so like there could be a a situation where two years down the line apex is like we want to change something with one of these first characters just to keep things fresh or Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. yeah no or like (laughs) add something or like add a mode or whatever and like i'm totally on to it i am totally on board for that Every now and then, I will jump back into Overwatch just to see what happens. And because I still really do love those characters that are in Overwatch. I love certain characters that are in it. And I do like the gameplay. But it's like how I was when I first grabbed the controller and started playing Overwatch is exactly how I felt when I started playing Paladins. Fell off the Paladins roller coaster real quick. Um, and how I have first... I hated Fortnite. Hated Fortnite because I don't want to build shit while I'm running away from people shooting at me. And also, very specifically, there are not characters in Fortnite. No. Those, those like player, those like player models you're playing, they they change randomly. Yeah. Everything yeah, you're not like you're, choosing a character, which is fine. No connection like, it, to them, like right. even even the I'm fine with the way that is. Yeah, and I'm fine with the way it works in Fortnite because it's like a ten minute match and you're done. Uh, yeah. Like I like I like I appreciate that in Battlegrounds <laughs> you're kind of quote unquote building this nameless character you have because mm. you spend forty five minutes at a time with them, but yeah. like, but yeah, it, it's as someone who never played Overwatch, Apex is like this interesting way of doing this of like having these different abilities and you're playing these characters even though I haven't looked at any of these background shit except for Wraith because we were asking about it one day, yeah. So I was like, so I was like, oh, I'll go back and Google that when I felt like it, yeah. 
it's just I I didn't expect to be because I've never played the Titanfall games, so I don't know oh. the world of Titanfall. Um, they always they interest me because I I like robots, I like big mechs and all of that, and and I and I like those kind of stories. But I just never... <laughs> none of which transferred <clears throat> to Apex, which is really good. No, like it's because because really Apex is like all afterwards. It's like stuff after Titanfall, I think. So you still have those like two monsters that are out there in the in the ocean, but yeah, which like... we like noticed one night while we were playing. Yeah. We're like, holy shit! Look at those things out in the ocean. <laughs> what like... is that? <laughs> and then I tried to look at them and completely took us off course. <laughs> yes, and I was like, oh, so that's oh, how man. this game works. Oh um, man! But no, the, I like just... early days, the early days of a battle royale game where everybody's trying to figure out the fucking controls yeah. are the funniest. Oh yeah. <laughs> And, like, I had so much fun. And the thing about Apex, too, is, like, I like that you can just sit back. Like, I like that you don't – it doesn't have to be constant action. Like, some of the more fun moments is just running around, getting gear, and then hiding. Like, I'm okay and also, with that. And also – trying to get out of hiding and realizing that you have completely bottlenecked yourself to a bad yeah. area. Like the other, the other night we were playing this game and we were like, Oh, we need to get to the other side of this mountain. And so, um, I was playing a character called Pathfinder. It's a robot shoots up a grappling hook. I'm like, Oh, we can go this way through the Canyon. So I shot my grappling hook up there, got there and then turned around and no one had followed me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, well, I mean, I don't want to abandon everyone. So I jumped down you and I die. And was it Devin ran yeah. off into nowhere or was it just a rando? I don't, I don't remember who remember. we were playing with. I don't but remember. our third our third player had like was like I think it was Devin. He was like, Oh, I can get around this way. But this way was I'm going to head south, right toward the wall that is closing in on <laughs> us. And run around the mountain east, which is also where the wall that is closing <laughs> in on us is coming, and go around this mountain. Oh <laughs> it's just it's so much fun. It is, it and it's is, like the fact that we were both uh, dead. We had been dead for like three minutes at that point, and yeah. we are laughing our asses off watching Devin run around yes. like a fool. Yeah. <laughs> well, because like that's the cool thing too is that once you die, you're dead unless your teammate can respawn you or revive you. And even if they can't, you still get to watch your teammate and cheer on your teammate and help your teammate because you get to watch what they're doing. And it's like, yeah, I just. I also like that if I'm dead, I can just sit back and, like, drink some soda, eat some food, <laughs> like, play on my phone until I hear the sound effect that I'm being revived. Like, Overwatch, trying to eat a meal while you're playing Overwatch is virtually impossible because you respawn so quickly after you die. It's like, oh, guess I'm not eating for five hours. Like, it's... I don't know. It's something about Apex that has just clicked with me, and even more so after reading the character bios. Like I told yeah. you. Can we talk about Gibraltar for a second? Uh, just, oh yes, my god. Please. Like, oh my god. Dale's favorite character, everybody. <gasps> Gibraltar. I love Gibraltar so much. <laughs> Gibraltar. <laughs> Mine oh is still Pathfinder, God. and that is literally because as a robot, I got to put unicorn stickers all yes, over me, I mean, like, after the first match. And I was like, well, this is my favorite <laughs> now. So... I, but, like, I have loved Gibraltar. Like, there was something about Gibraltar, like, even even when I first started playing, I was like, this character, something about something about Gibraltar, I love. I, I love him. I, I like his attitude. I like his style. 
Um, I like that he's like uh, a shield guy, that he's like this barrier. I'm cool with that. And then I went deeper into the hole and found out all the beautifulness that like, is why Gibraltar. why he is a defensive yes, character the like, fact that they gave him a very good reason to be a defensive yes. character without falling into uh, very specific tropes uh, so like so yeah it's yeah. so good what's the so, tell the story of Gibraltar really okay. quick because i want to talk about the fact that i think it's one of the best written like backstories to a character but i want to know what that is first oh <laughs> uh, shit oh i don't have it written like word for word out i could give like i don't need word for okay. word but give me All the right. yeah <laughs> so basically i mean i have it basically remember memorized for word for word so anyways so gibraltar he his family or his parents were part of like this search and rescue um team of volunteers right and <laughs> one day this is like literally how it skips one day gibraltar and his boyfriend uh, stole their uh, Gibraltar's father's motorcycle to like go on a ride together, um, which like badass, <laughs> like just badass. Um, and while they were taking their ride, Gibraltar and his boyfriend got stuck in a deadly mudslide that Gibraltar's uh, parents had to save them from, and Gibraltar's father lost his arm while saving them. So then after that day, Gibraltar gave, like, made this vow that he was going to become a protector. And because he saw the sacrifice that his father made in order to protect, in, in order to protect them. So he was like, I need to do this. This is my calling, blah, 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 blah. And I am totally adding subtext to this. Anyways. I mean, then, you are, but you're not. Like, I think it's just well-written enough that, yeah, like, the subtext is, is there. there. Yeah. yeah. So then... Then it like cuts to like it, it jumps to how how he's in the Apex games, which is what the game the thing in Apex is called, and I didn't know that until I was reading backstories. But anyways, right, like the fact that the like, fact that it is specifically a competition to what's going on, like there is yes. like an actual story to why all of these people are dropping well, on an island and <clears throat> fighting each other. Yeah, like, well, from day one, I'm like, this feels like Hunger Games. Like it feels like I'm playing a Hunger Games video game, pretty much, because there are the the care packages there's the healing elements there's all of these things that it's it's yeah it feels very hunger game-esque um which I are mean, like battle general, royale right which, those are general like, staples of the battle royale genre exactly. it's just that like even fortnite i couldn't tell you why people like like why fortnite has a story yeah. mode as to why everybody's like building shit which is like their whole save the world original version well, of that of game before battle royale came. right before the yeah. battle royale version came out there was plenty of story and so like all of a sudden there's a battle royale version and that don't make any goddamn sense no. in that world no. and then and battlegrounds has never bothered to explain it yeah battlegrounds has never bothered to explain what's going on which is fine because it's not based on anything <laughs> so just like oh it's just the way the game plays just play the game yeah. has, has always worked but just the fact that apex was like oh no we need we, we are building this in We're an existing universe yes. we need to explain what's going on yeah. so <clears throat> it's so cool so so the reason gibraltar like joins the apex games because he sees his friends joining and his friends are joining for like extra money or fame or glory or anything like that but watching his friends go and like risk their lives he was like, I still need to protect them. I still need to be a protector. And now, if I'm in the Apex games, I'm going to be protecting people, like, all the time. 
And I'm going to be, t- be protecting them and keeping them safe in these dangerous, crazy games. This is what I need to do in order. It, like, this is this is what I need to do in life. And it's just like, God damn it, Gibraltar. <laughs> and, and here's why <gasps> here's why I love that backstory. <gasps> like, first off, like, like losing an arm, not the end of the world, like especially the sci-fi mm. world where people have prosthetics. Yes, I understand that. Exactly. I'm like not I'm trying not very hard not to be ableist while I tell this story. No, 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 but no. also, but also, I love that at least the very least, they didn't kill one of his parents to do this. Oh. And they also didn't kill his boyfriend. Yeah. And thus falling into the kill your gays trope. Oh. Like they didn't do any of that. No. They were just like, no, no, no. They understand that like he likes to protect people. Here's why he likes to protect people. And so he goes off to protect people. And we didn't have to be like ultra tragic no. to tell that story. Well, like I said, like I said to you, if if his father or like cuz it doesn't really mention his mom, but his mom was there, like it says his parents. I mean, right. it, or it, we don't actually don't even know if it is his mom. He could have That's very true. Like, he could have two he dads. Could have he two could dads. have two dads. We yeah. don't know. So his other parent I'm going to rephrase it. His other parent is never mentioned, only his dad. And, um, like, exactly like I said to you, if his dad or his boyfriend ended up dying, I would not be able to play Apex without crying. I, I don't think I would. <laughs> like, something would happen that would trigger that, that bio and would make me tear up. I probably wouldn't be bawling, but it's like that's how much this – and when you see this bio – and, like, how quickly it is written and how quickly you can read it. It's just the fact that that short of a bio gave me so much emotion towards this character, like, shows that these these guys put in the work to make these characters, characters likable and, like, give them reasonings for why they're there. Except for Caustic, who is a garbage person. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have one. Gotta have one garbage person in there. Um, but no, it's it's like beautiful. It really is beautiful. And like like I was telling you in your in my crazy text, it's like I'm I do feel like I'm adding subtext, but again, it it's there. Like it's there. You can you can read these bios. They're so simple that you can understand why these characters are doing what they're doing, where they're coming from, and like Octane. Like Octane's whole thing, he's a he's a newer character that you have to buy with in-game currency and all of that octane's whole thing is that he comes from like this rich like successful family his 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 um one of his parents is a ceo and or something and octane's basically just bored with life so instead of like being bored he does like dangerous um daredevil stunts and one of them included like going through a gauntlet like a running through a gauntlet you um using a grenade like he launched himself with a grenade octane also was inspired by a real life titanfall 2 speedrunner who ran through a gauntlet in 12 seconds <laughs> which like also very cool <laughs> but the whole thing of octane being bored in life like yeah no shit that he's doing these crazy stunts and all of this and making videos online because he probably doesn't get that attention from home when his parents are these huge successful people. 
Like, he needs attention. So this is what he does to do it. And it's uh, like, God <clears throat> damn it, Octane. Why you gotta make me feel stuff? <laughs> Background lore written for English majors is the fucking it best, like, isn't it? <laughs> like, Jesus. Oh, my God. And it's, but it's, it's so, I don't know. I don't know. It's, ugh, it's so good. I'm so obsessed. It's bad. Like, I cried when I read Mirage's backstory because his, oh, I'm going to cry again. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to do it, Zach. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> well, here, let me, let me allow you to, let's, let's, let's step away from this. We'll get into the, uh, the back end of this real quick because we've been, we have been going long. Oh, we God. But I need to talk, I need to talk so much about the bad car product placement in Bones. Oh, yes, it's you got, do. It's so much worse I than the Avatar this. thing. It's so much worse than the Avatar thing. That was bad. That episode is bad for a lot of reasons. Oh, my. Oh, it's so bad. The whole they get in line, they buy their tickets ahead of time. But then because it's you know this is like pre like um, Alamo Draft House days, they mm. still have to wait in line to get the right seats. So there's a bunch of people in bad Avatar cosplay for a movie that hasn't come out yet. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, it's so bad. But more importantly, <laughs> season five, watching an episode, and very clearly they're doing car product placement because as they're driving. Scene opens up. Establishing shot. Uh, Scion, I think it is. Might be a Prius. No, Prius comes later. This one's a Scion. (sighs) Establishing shot of Scion driving down the road. Out of nowhere. Connected to no conversation whatsoever. Emily Deschanel. Wonderful actress. Great show. Great. Love bows. I'm on season eight. Haven't stopped yet. And the line that comes out of her mouth as it goes from establishing shot to close up of the steering wheel is, don't you see, I don't even have to worry about changing about cruise control. It's adaptive, so it'll change itself. I don't have to, like, hit the brake or anything. Fast forward, like, 20 episodes to season six establishing shot of Scion <laughs> driving down the road cut to close up of steering wheel oh my God. and John Francis Daly, little brother from Freaks and Geeks <laughs> and writer of Spider-Man Homecoming yep. don't you see I don't have to hit the brake or anything it's got adaptive cruise control so I don't have to touch the steering wheel at all Literally the same ad (laughs) put into the same show a season apart. That's so bad. And this is after things like there is a scene where they pull up to a crime scene and then Emily Deschanel very wildly takes her hands away from the steering wheel and it starts parking the car. uh, With that like auto auto uh, 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 parallel parking and Dave. Orianna's angel, the Navy SEAL of SEAL Team 6 these days, goes, whoa, what's going on? It's like there's a ghost driving the car. What's going on? Oh, my God. Or another episode. Or another episode where they're driving down to not even, I mean, characters that have been on the show forever, but not any of our main cast. 
or like they're definitely side characters, but not like not David Boreanaz or Emily Deschanel driving down the road and they swerve to avoid something and the car starts beeping and turns them back into the lane. Uh. What was that? Oh, that's the swerve protection keeping you in the lane shit. Oh, really? I bet that would be cool to do again. Let me swerve the car one more time. Okay. And then the car turns them back in the lane. <laughs> All right. That's awful for a television show, but let me tell you something. <laughs> when I first got my car... It does, <laughs> it does something similar to that, which you've been in my car, Zach. I don't know if this happened while you were in my car, but when I go over a line, it will beep at me. That's what it was doing. I, it was yelling I, at them, though, swerving over the line. Yeah, but I have to swerve back. Like, the car doesn't do it for me. But, like, let me tell you something. I would be lying if I said that I did not test that a few times. Oh, man. It was just, it is so, so it is so obvious that there was a point in this show's life where they were getting by on car product placement because like every other episode, they would do something that was very clearly, there was even one, (laughs) I forgot, I think it was after the second adaptive cruise control thing where they're like going through like the menu on the screen like you would have yeah. and, and and David Boreanaz very clearly is like oh wait I can even get sports scores on this oh, thing look at that God. I can go through this all of these menus for you don't you guys have a murder to be solving like- <laughs> this is like on the way to crime scenes on the way to talk to family members about yeah. their murdered family <laughs> talking about like oh Awful. it's so bad it's just so bad it's such a weird Weird thing to watch. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, man, because that was like a weird period in time where like the only reason like Bones is also a show that should not have lasted 12 years because it did not make like any ratings whatsoever. Mm. But because they were willing to bring in all of this product placement money for Fox, <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, no, here you go. <laughs> Take all the money you want. It's also a show that like in season one which is like takes place 2005 so now two years after the iraq war has started everything is like yay america and america is great we're going to afghanistan to save americans and then in season eight they're like man 9-11 was weird huh <laughs> so like have a whole episode where everybody talks about their 9-11 stories and it's not even like it's not even like an anniversary it's like literally like seven years after 9-11 is a weird, <laughs> weird time period after 9-11 where they're all like we have to all let's get all the characters together talk about our important things about how sad 9-11 was for some reason i guess oh my god (laughs) and also also i've got like three and a half seasons left and i will watch all of them I also can't believe how much I like this show. I don't know why I shouldn't like this show the way I do, and I can't stop watching it. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny. It's also a show that, for some reason, has decided that we need to have, like, serious discussions about whether God and ghosts exist. Oh, my God. Because David Boreanaz's character is very religious, and so we have to have a whole conversation about whether religion is worthwhile. And like that's like the whole series is him being super what? religious and her being super science. Wait, what? Yes, oh like a God. whole thing. 
it's like they're together and they have a kid and it's like are you gonna get her baptized because religion is blah 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 and he's like well i'm super religious so blah blah blah. oh my god oh it's melting my (laughs) it's melting my brain and i can't stop i can't (laughs) stop any of it bill gibbons hasn't shown up in like a season and a half and i'm very upset (laughs) oh man they've killed like three side characters for mega drama moments what? <laughs> people keep getting shot that's the other thing that makes me laugh is it's kind of like um i know like they talk about how murder she wrote is really weird because yeah. essentially essentially angela lansbury is like in this one town that's like the murder capital of the yeah, world yeah. every week someone dies they work at the jeffersonian which i don't think exists maybe it does but it's basically the smithsonian yeah. in in washington dc and there's been too many episodes where like someone in the Jeffersonian was stealing something or smuggling something or someone gets shot from there and it's like this is weird right that this museum has this high of a murder rate among the people working here and you still have people coming in like this should get shut down guys there was a side character who was funny I liked him but he also was there for like out of three seasons he was there for like a third of those three season episodes maybe less because there's like a whole thing where their like main intern character leaves the show after like the fourth season and so between season four and season seven they have like essentially a rotating cast to fill in for this one character that's gone and so he is one of those like five people filling in that thing and they decided that one episode they just had to shoot him because they needed to have a dramatic moment but they didn't want to kill any of the main cast so they just shot the intern for that episode oh my god awful and he gets a baby he gets a baby named after him oh god because sure because like add insult to injury oh my god there's a baby born in a manger speaking of religious oh episodes oh my god there's a whole thing about how they're not allowed in a hotel because the hotel is doing it like a whole major thing so they don't have any rooms so they send them around back to the fucking stables and they're Jeez. born in a fucking manger <laughs> Bones is like an insane show. Like, Fox is weird. Things. Fox is a weird That's insane. station. That's crazy. Because like the other half of this is like hyper-religious. Very clearly it's like, oh, okay. Owned by the same company that runs Fox News. I get what's going on here. Because like, yay America. And <laughs> religion's important. Understandable. But also an entire episode about how weird it would be if Donald Trump became president. Oh, and then look at where we are. Right, because it was 2015, and he hadn't declared yet, and so they had to throw in a line, hey, by the way, I get I could be president, Donald Trump might be running. Yeah! Oh my god. Oh my god. So my brain's fried after a week and a half. (laughs) This has been episode 48. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, no, I got nothing. I can't, like, I feel like my brain is melted after listening oh, to you talk about bones God. i can't even imagine how it would be after watching it. it's just the, the, the even though honestly the thing that threw me off the most was what i usually skip the intro and i oh, didn't yeah. one day i didn't for one episode in season eight and i went oh shit they remixed the opening song <laughs> i didn't notice till just now i wonder when that happened oh my god you'll never know Unless you go watch and watch again. Go back I and won't. Watch again. I can't. I cannot. <laughs> it was also weird. The other weird thing There's was that. like a YouTube like, compilation of all the openings. 
I, I knew I had watched through like season five or six, but I couldn't remember quite where I stopped. So there was a point where for like 10 episodes straight, I went, oh, shit, I've seen this one. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> eventually I hit episodes I hadn't seen before, but there was like a good string of them where I was like, oh, shit, I don't know what's going so on funny. anymore. <laughs> That's so funny. There was also a season that definitely got cut short like halfway through. I forget why, because it wasn't the writer's strike. But there was a season of shows at Fox specifically, because I remember this happening. There was a season of shows at Fox specifically around 2010, 2011. So like years after the writer's strike would have been the thing that did this, where like they had stopped their shows like mid-season for some reason. Mm. And so like it is the season. And of course, it is the season where they decide that she gets pregnant. (laughs) And so it's like, oh, by the way, we had one episode we had this episode, and then two episodes later, we decided, oh, shit, we need to cut the season short. So she just tells someone that she's pregnant, and then season end. And then next season, it's been like eight months, <laughs> and she's about <laughs> to have the baby. <laughs> and we just skipped over what would have been the entire second half of that season of her telling people and whatever crisis she went through, oh, yeah. like whether she would have the baby or not, all of that, gone. It's just, I'm pregnant, and then eight months later, she's pregnant. <laughs> I'm about to have this baby. Cheese <laughs> so bones. Oh. oh man. Well, on that note, I got nothing else. I, I got, got nothing else either. I mean, we always have more. <laughs> we'll have more later. Yeah. Um, definitely go like if it go see us. Us was so weird. <laughs> I I cannot. I'm still processing it. Like days later, I'm still processing it. I have to see it again. Yeah. Um. What's coming out this week? Something's going. Dumbo's out this week, Dumbo's and then Shazam, <laughs> and then Shazam, and then Endgame? Avengers. Oh, event. Yep. Okay. Oh my God. Jeez, it's crazy. Movies. The other, the other the Captain movies. Marvel movie is coming out. It won't make nine hundred million dollars like, oh, <laughs> like the first gosh. one did. No, I don't. I don't think so. Uh. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, but uh, ch- check out. I saw the Devil. Definitely check out Apex Legends. Or don't. I don't care. You should check it out though. It's really, really good. <laughs> or if you've got an hour and 14 minutes, might I suggest the second part to our Dream Daddy playthrough? Yes. Where we finally go on a first date whoop, with whoop. Hot Barista Man. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, man. And also have yeah, deep man. conversation with our with our daughter about college yep. and what it means to be a dad. Mm-hmm. And also meet creepy twins. Oh, God, the barbecue. Jesus. The barbecues oh, at the start of that episode. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, definitely go check that out. That is on our YouTube channel. Uh, You can search that by searching at... um, No, you can just search Say Report Junior. You can probably search SRJ Presents Dream Daddy also. Mm -hmm. Or even SRJ Presents. Actually, SRJ. I wonder if SRJ works. That's probably not safe. Who knows? Eh, Who knows? It's YouTube. Nothing is safe to (laughs) search on there. But But definitely, you can find us. You can also find our episodes there. Um, You can follow us on Twitter. At Sarah Porter Jr., you can follow each one of us individually. I am at Dale's Brain. And I am at Zerwiski. And you can you can finish off the episode. Oh, let's get ice cream. <laughs> and Liz, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot how our episode ended for a second. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.